was already there. But because I was dealing with the necessary realm, what's necessary when we're in pain oftentimes is to get pain relief. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But to get pain relief from God is not going to happen by saying, God, heal my pain. Now, I know that somebody says, no, I think you ought to tell God exactly what you desire. Well, you can only tell God, heal my pain after you have positioned yourself in the right realm. Meaning to say, you've got to get into the realm where your pain is not the focus. Jesus is the only focus. See, but we ignored it till it got so bad that pain just seemed to be, not only, it wasn't a matter of waking up with pain, it was a matter of just having pain because I really wasn't sleeping. It got so bad, and I hate to say this, but I'm sure you'll get the right light. All the years I've been married, my wife ain't never put me out the bed. I left the bed because I know I wasn't allowing her to sleep. Can we say Hallelujah. So I became so consumed with the pain that my desire was God healed the pain. And God was saying, you're not in the right realm. The healing's right here. You got to get in the realm of where I'll operate. Well, once again, it wasn't me praying for somebody, which is the normal position I've been in. It was me trying to get something for myself. I had no experience of being in a situation where I did not know, guess what? What I desire cannot be granted unless I'm in the right realm. So some way, somehow, I've got to detach myself from what it is this physical realm is telling me I need and connect with the realm where God is on automatic. Can we say hallelujah? And so once I got into that realm, everything that had been done with herbs and, 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 and the medical input and things that had been performed, praise God, all of it clicked finally when I got in the right realm. And God showed me I'd have never had to go through any of all that good stuff if I just could have known how to get into the realm. Can we say glory to God? The Bible tells us in Matthew's gospel, chapter 6. Hallelujah. My luggage was 52 pounds. Uh, praise God. And, you know, they wanted to be 50. But I'm saying that to say I couldn't pick up nothing that weighed three pounds without feeling it. I felt so good to say, oh, well, let me pull it off the scale and get it out, you know. I, I said, Lord, I thank you. Things I took for granted before this thing happened to me. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I put some stuff in my wife's luggage, and uh, then I picked it back up. Thank you, Jesus. Set it on the scale. No pain. Because God allowed us to get into the right realm. So the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Romans 8. Verse 1, verses 4 and 5. The Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. I'd like to speak to this congregation today from this subject in the form of a question. Who or what are we after? Who or what are we after? As members of the body of Christ, the church, if you will, overall, there seems to be an uncertainty. I'm glad to be here in Bloomfield because I can sense I'm in the midst of a people who knows who it is and what it is they are after. Can we say hallelujah? And The body of Christ and members in particular, we are comprised of a global group. And if we would look globally through the realm of the spirit, we will discover that there seems to be 
some utter confusion wherein for the most part the body of Christ has lost sight of what it is after. We lose sight only when we're not in the right realm. Peter, praise God, shows us how easy it was to move in and out of the right realm. Because when I say the right realm, I'm not talking about one necessarily already having received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Peter was in the presence of Jesus. And Jesus asked a question. He said, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Peter began to say, some say that thou art Elias, Jeremiah, so one of the prophets. But Jesus looked at Peter and said, whom say ye that I am? He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus let him know, you're in the right realm. He said, flesh and blood have not revealed this unto you. Huh? But my father which is in heaven. A few verses beneath that. A few verses this same Peter, who's in the right realm, hears Jesus say how he's going to have to suffer many things and be turned it over to the hands of the enemy. And Peter spoke up and said, be it far from thee, Lord. Immediately he looked at Peter and said, get thee behind me, Satan. Wait a minute. I thought you just said, Flesh and blood have not revealed this, but my father, where's the father? The father hadn't gone nowhere. Peter had moved from the right realm. And when you move from the right realm, all other realms are wrong. So amazingly enough, we discover that who or what we are after is predicated on truly understanding who and what we are. Hmm? In other words, if we are somewhat uncertain to who and what we are and how and who and what we are is to function. It's easy for us to live in this sliding scale of what I'd like to call realm transition. God has not called us but to one realm. But once again, if we're not careful, we'll begin the transition 
These are the folks, praise God, that you can see as long as the music is playing. Amen. There's a certain dance rhythm and a certain gleeful jump and shout that seems to accompany them. But praise God, let the person sitting across the way who, amen, may have said something that they didn't like, praise God, last week or last month. Uh, we got some folk holding on the stuff for years. Amen, hallelujah. The way they were dancing and shouting to themselves when they get near that person, praise God, their countenance changes. It lets you know that this, they're transitioning from one round to the next. But what we must understand is that God created us and the way he created us helps us to see. The Bible said, that God formed man huh? from the dust of the ground and he breathed into him the breath of life and man became a living soul. Well, the forming part of man, praise God, from the dust is what connects us to the fleshly realm. You know, the Bible talked about those things that were earthly. Huh? Praise God. Those things which are temporal. Amen. But now, the breath of life, amen, that is where we find that God created us. So, he created us because of the heavenly impartation of the breath of life. And the Bible said we became a living soul. The process of the breath of life coming together with that form dust enabled us to become a living soul. A living soul is only one resultant because the Bible let us know in Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 1 that the burden of the Lord for Israel, saith the Lord, he said, who stretcheth forth the heavens, who layeth the foundations of the earth. But this is what I like that is so powerful. He said that he formeth the spirit of man within him. Even though we became a living soul, God formed a spirit of man within us. There's something, praise God, that I think many of us are overlooking. We want more of the Holy Ghost, and the question is, what are we doing with our own human spirit? Who and what are we after? Some of us, praise God, I know we want more of God. How many in here want more of God in your life? Amen. You're hungering and thirsting, huh? Because the Bible said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. But what I want you to know is that if there's a thirst, that's your soul. The soul is what thirsts after God. The psalmist said, oh God, 63, thou art my God. He said, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. See, but I'm here to tell you, praise God. 
If the soul is the only thing that's trying to get a hold of God, amen, you're going to remain thirsty for a long time. So when he says, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, that means there's got to be something in my makeup before in order for my thirst and my hunger to be fulfilled. He said, praise God, early will I seek thee. The part of us that seeks God is the human spirit. Are you hearing me? The spirit seeks. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 26. Now, there in Psalm 63, which we spoke to you in that first verse where he said, early will I seek thee. He doesn't say what realm of my makeup does the seeking there. But here in the 26th chapter of Isaiah, at verse 9, he says, With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I, will I, will I. The spirit seeks God. Huh? Praise God. Only the spirit can seek God. So, my spirit, the Bible said in Proverbs 18 and 14 that the spirit of a man shall bear his infirmity. Not the spirit of God, the spirit of a man. Someone in the church back home was telling me about someone they worked with or relative or something. I might not have the story clear on how they knew this person, but I do know what happened to this person. This person had been living their life. They didn't know the Lord, but they had been going along strong, and it kind of sounded a lot like me and not really feeling a need to go to doctors because there's nothing wrong with me. And said that he finally went out to some years and got a blood test. And they came back and told him he was stage four cancer. And they said, sir, you must have been in this condition a long time. Two months later, he was dead. There were those who were saying he could have had this condition for 10, 15, 20 years. But it was only when he heard the report that it attacked his spirit. And his spirit was no longer able to, y'all don't want to help me in here. The spirit of a man shall sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. See, because he didn't have God, he had nothing to counter the report of the doctors. I believe Isaiah said, who have believed our report. Well, I got news for you. The report of the Lord won't do you no good if your spirit is not attuned to receive it. Soulish worship, soulish praise looks like the worship and praise of God. I tell you what soulish praise will do. Soulish praise will say, I believe I'm healed. 
but it'll focus on the pain. When we get in the spirit, we release the pain because the spirit only speaks what the word says. It speaks nothing of the realms that can sense things. So what do we have? We have the spirit on one hand. We have the soul, which is the resultant. And then we have the body, which is connected to the nature and the flesh. Praise God. When we feel things, when we sense things, amen, in this temporal makeup, praise God, it is never spiritual. That's why the Bible says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. Praise God. Too many times we only believe it because we see it or because we touch it or because we feel it. Amen. But the God that I serve has revealed to me personally and now I can tell somebody from firsthand experience, amen, that the only thing that God is going to accept is that which is in the realm of the spirit because the realm of the spirit will always take precedent over what it is that we feel or what it is, amen, that we think. That's why Jesus said, take no thought. Huh? Notice the things he was talking about, things in the natural realm. What we're going to eat, what we're going to drink. Now, you got to remember my background, right? I told you about how I came up and, um, praise God, I actually became the man of the house at 14. When my grandfather died, praise God, it was me, my mother, and my sister. And I remember, praise God, even going into the military. And I was with guys who were saving all their money. I was sending money home. And I got saved in the military. Oh, thanks be to God. Hallelujah. The greatest thing that happened to me was getting born again. And I ended up moving off base with a minister. He was in another unit. I was in a unit and we had roommates that wasn't saved. So we said, man, we got too much to share, too much need to sharpen this iron, praise God. So we got an apartment off base and we had nothing in that apartment. Most of my money was going home, but you know what was more important to me? Getting off duty and being in a spiritual environment. Can we say hallelujah? We sat on the floor. Hallelujah, but we had the Bible. We had Jesus. And the testimony is too long, but I'm going to get to the point of what I'm talking about. This preacher was one of those preachers from a pretty large church in Virginia. And he ended up getting baptized in Jesus' name and filled the Holy Ghost. He got the Holy Ghost one month exactly after I did. But his background was denominational. And we found out that his pastor had contacted him and said, now that you've grown up, you're a soldier. When you come home on leave, we want you to preach 
to the senior church because they had like a junior church and all this. So but when he went to the military, he was dealing in the junior church. So he said, man, they invited me home. I got to go home, and I'm going to share the truth. I said, praise God. We were so excited. Then we looked at each other, and we said, well, how you going to get there? He didn't have no money. And the way I felt compared to him, it was like I never knew what money was. He didn't have none, praise God, but I didn't really understand what it was. And it dawned on me. It's like the Holy Ghost. The Bible says take no thought. See, if we don't take thoughts, then God can give us thoughts. When he said let this mind be in you, he's saying, praise God, you got to empty your stuff so he can get in there. All of a sudden, I'm thinking about how we don't have nothing, I don't have nothing, but then a thought came. Back in those days, they didn't have the regular GI Bill. Well, all you had to do was be honorably discharged. You go to college anywhere, they pay everything. When I went in the military, not only was I sending money home, but they had a two-for-one program. You had to put money in. For every dollar you put in, they would put $2 into it. So that was the other thing. I had these two big things coming out of my little money. But it dawned on me, I had about $800 in this fund. So I said, the minister's name was Minister Miles. I said, Minister Miles, I can go and get my, my money for college. And you can just take that and go. Now, here I am. I'm not even thinking about what I'm doing. Because God, I, I, I didn't know what God said as it related to my situation. See, you don't have to know what the word says. All you got to do is be obedient. Huh? When I got baptized in Jesus' name, I really didn't know all the scriptures. I just heard I need to do it, and I was obedient. I found out later on that I got baptized right. But I'd already been sprinkled in the name Father, Son, Holy Ghost. I'd already been dunked in the name Father, Son, Holy Ghost. So they said Jesus' name. I said, oh, yeah, well, give me that too. Because I didn't know no better. So I didn't have no thought. All of a sudden, the fact that I'm struggling, the fact that I come from a background, I don't have nothing. I should be trying to save everything that I can so I can make a better life. Those thoughts are gone. The only thing was my brother's able to go back and preach Jesus' name, apostolic doctrine, to his church. I went down there, and they let me know. You know, uh, 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 I think I was Airman First Class. Airman First Class Williams, when you sign this document, we release these funds to you. You know, in other words, you, 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 you can't come back, praise God, too much or not. I want to start the program over again. You killed the program. And I said, well, no, 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 no. That's all right. I'm not even thinking about it. I don't have no dad at home waiting. When I get out the service saying, well, here's this little stipend I put up for you. You're going to be able to go on and go to school. You're a good, honorably discharged guy. Not at all. All that was thrown out. He went and he preached. We heard there were some great things. There were some questions. A few people's feathers who got ruffled, but praise God, he shared the truth. When I get out the service some few years later, I'll never forget it. I go up to the university where I'm going to try to get into school, and it's in January. I'm going to enroll in the spring semester. So it was cold outside. I didn't have many clothes, but I had my old military jacket. 
So I'm there at the school, and I said, boy, they didn't have these lines in the military. I'm waiting in the financial aid line. It was so long. I said, Lord, I'm going to be here all day. And I'm standing there, praise God, and I'll never forget it. There was a man, praise God, he, he was coming down. And Bishop, we're going to say that you're me standing there, praise God. He was walking. He had his glasses hanging off his nose. And he was looking at some papers and, excuse me, young man, are you a veteran? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, you need to get out of this line and go to the VA, VA office, Veterans Affairs office. And then I tried to explain. I said, well, sir, uh, I was a part of the VAP, the VAP program, but I withdrew my funds. He said, I'm going to ask you one more time. Are you a veteran? I said, yes, sir. Well, you need to get out of this line and go down, go around the corner to the Veterans Affairs. And here, I ain't got no better sense because I want to be transparent. I want to be honest. I know I done messed up. Are you hearing me? In my thinking. Huh? In my thinking, the realm that I'm in, praise God, I forfeited everything. So I try to tell him, and he says, if you're a veteran, just go. So I'm walking past all these folks. I'm walking. I don't know where I'm going. I turn the corner. I see the, the, the little thing hanging off the door, Veterans Affairs Office. I walked in there. There was nobody in line. Y'all don't want to help me in here. Hallelujah. I walk up to the counter and I said, there was a gentleman who told me, and the person said, are you a veteran? I said, yes, yes, I am. I, I said, but, you know, I was trying to explain to him, and the guy just interrupted me. He said, did you enter into the U.S. Armed Forces in Illinois? I said, yes. And, this, and you were turning home, obviously, right? I said, yes. And he just stopped me and he said, you qualify. Oh, you qualify for the Illinois Veterans Scholarship. <clears throat> Which is something the governor and his cohorts have recently introduced here in Illinois. Y'all don't want to help me in here. And, 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 and so I'm standing there, and I'm waiting for somebody to say, you know, because this is January, it's not April. You know, I, I'm not into, you know, you know, but I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to say it's just all a hoax. You know, yeah, 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 you know, it's like, you, you know, ha, ha, ha. So everybody in the office is normal. I'm standing there. He brings up a form. He says, look, the official, this, that, and the other come. But in the meantime, you, you take this over to the registrar, and you do this, and you do that. And I go out the hall. It's almost like I feel like I'm on a cloud. I'm numb. I'm walking past all these folks waiting in line. And my mind is saying, where is this man? Where is he at? Make a long story short, 
I got a full ride. Full ride on the Illinois Veterans Scholarship, which when I entered the military, I wasn't serving in the Illinois Guard. I was serving the National Federal Military. That program has nothing to do with what they're doing in Illinois. See, I didn't know that. But God saw since I just didn't have no thought when it came time to doing what was needed in the spirit. Y'all don't want to help me in here. God stepped in and he said, you want to know something? Praise God. Hallelujah. Even though you haven't given no thought, praise God, I've given some thought. What you got to understand, children of God, is that there's a realm of the spirit. And if we would get there, hallelujah, God will begin to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask of him. So who or what are we after? After is often used as a preposition. After in the time following, a month after graduating, they got hired. Or behind. She went out shutting the door after her. After, in pursuit of. He made up his mind and went after his master's degree. After, in allusion to someone or something with the same or related name, they named my most recent grandson, Jason Nathaniel, after his father. Can we say hallelujah? In other words, after is always directly behind. The Bible says, they which are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. What's the problem? They don't understand that God made us spirit, soul, and body, but the only way I can get after the Holy Ghost the only way I can get after God is through my spirit. I can't get after God through my flesh because anything, praise God, that is I'm going after in my flesh, amen, it is of a carnal nature. Too many of us We've put God on hold because there are things in this life that we're going after. Somebody lied and said, you can really serve God after you get this. Hmm? I know firsthand, praise God, that God didn't open up doors for my ministry until 
I walked away from my natural pursuit. Don't make no sense. There's another testimony. God speaks to me in my heart and says, I want you to walk away from your career. Now keep in mind, I didn't got the education for this career. See, some, some folks think that every plateau is the end of elevation. No, but this level is the floor for the next level. Are you hearing me? So I got the education. I got the position. I'm driving a quote-unquote company vehicle. I got a pager. That was in the days they didn't have no cell phone. We had to pull over the gas station and call and call in. Man, everything is going great. And then the Lord says, well, you know, your wife just gave birth to Joshua. That was in May of 1994. A month later, he reminds me she just gave birth. I said, yeah, Lord. And you need to go on radio. People need to know about this church. And I'm saying, Lord, but that's $150 a week. My wife's income's not coming in. Praise God, we're barely able to pay the bills. Now we got a new mouth to feed. And the Lord said, yeah, I see what you're saying. And I want you to leave your profession. I come home and tell my wife. I'll never forget it, just like yesterday. And you know what's you unique? My wife is one of those folks, you know, she likes to keep the living room for special occasions. When I walked in, she was sitting in the living room. I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going on in here. But the Lord didn't say get her up and take her downstairs. No, I said, baby, look. I said, you know, God has been dealing with me. And I got it. I just cut to the chase. I said, God has told me just to walk away and trust him. She looked at me and she said, well, my God is able. Joshua started crying. Ah! 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 Joshua started crying. Jason and John got scared. Because I'd always told them, man, got to work. Ain't no free ride. Man got to provide. You ask, you ask your buddy what, what I told him. At, 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 at eight years old, they were scared to death. Because in their mind, if he's walking away from his job, he ain't working no more. And how we going to eat? We like going to Wendy's and, come on, Elder, Burger King. And I'll never forget it. That may have been like on a Thursday evening, I told my wife, and when she said, my God is able, I wanted to check her temperature. 
I wanted to play nurse. Did you hear what I said? I said, the Lord, she said, well, you know what? I see you. You're getting three and four hours of sleep. Because what I tell preachers, I let them know everywhere. There's no such thing as you being a part-time preacher because you have a secular place of employment. No, you just have two full-time jobs, and one of them, praise God, there really is no end to the clock. You have two positions. So my wife said, I see how you, because there'd be times my wife be, wake up. I'd be driving and changing lanes. She said, I see how tired you are. She just said, I know some way, somehow, my God is going to make a way. When I went on the job, there was a little Baptist mother. We used to work on these electronic scales that they would weigh mail on, and she was one of the operators who would take the gurney full of mail and put it on the scale. And, you know, uh, I don't even know how the word traveled that quick. But I go down there that first day when I come to the shop and let the supervisor know because they got to, you know, get ready to train somebody and they want me to give them six months so they can send somebody to school. Make a long story short, I get down there, there's this little mother. And this mother, when she sees me, she said, is it true what I hear? I said, I don't know what you hear. She said, are you leaving this good government job? I said, well, mother, I've got to obey God. And I was wondering, how did you just hear it? You know words spread around here. She said, can you sing? I said, no, I'm not much of a singer. She said, you're going to starve. And she just waddled on back across. She was in one of them big Baptist churches in Chicago where, you know, they got all these so-called gospel artists. And she said, well, if you can't sing, you're going to starve. But all of a sudden, God just begun to show up in ways he would not show up before. What I'm saying is when we get in the right realm, God will begin to do things that don't even make sense. We had a 20-year mortgage, praise God. The mortgage had began in 1993. It's 1994. My prayer was, Lord, just help us to meet the note. Just help us to meet the note. Help us, oh God, to keep everything going. I don't want to stand before the saints begging for money, Lord. And now God is telling me to walk away. So that Sunday, praise God, after I told my wife that Thursday, Sunday, I stood before the congregation. And my wife was a musician playing the guitar. And thanks be to God. God allowed her to be present where they could see her, not sitting out there where they, they can't see her face. And when I told the saints, when my wife said, amen, hallelujah, everybody said, amen, hallelujah, but my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law sat there, and like her eyes just began to roll around. If she was thinking that I'm about to make shipwreck. But how many know when Jesus is the captain? Hallelujah, there is no catastrophe. It's something about when you are after the one who said with men, it's impossible. 
but with God, uh, all things are possible. Uh, I'm here to tell somebody, uh, God uh, paid off that church uh, in five years. Uh, can we say hallelujah? Uh, amen. We never, uh, amen, had to fry one chicken. Uh, now, I'm not knocking nobody. Uh, hear me good. Uh, we didn't have to have no fish fry. Uh, we didn't have to have no drive. Uh, drive this or drive that. Uh, the Holy Ghost uh, through tithes and offerings. Uh, the Lord doubled the congregation uh, within 12 years. Uh, can and we say hallelujah. Uh, folks begin to get financial blessings uh, that they didn't know where and how they were coming. Uh, can we say hallelujah? Uh, you want to know why? Uh, because when you seek ye first uh, the kingdom of God uh, and his righteousness, uh, all, uh, all uh, these things uh, shall be added unto you. Uh, and I'm here to tell somebody uh, that's the reason why uh, there is uh, no condemnation uh, to them uh, which are in Christ Jesus. Uh, what do you mean? I got condemned uh, by many for leaving my job. Uh, I have people tell me, you coming back down here to work, we're going to see you. I ran into the big boss in Sam's Club about a year later. Like, you know, it's like they're looking at you, see if you done lost weight and stuff like that. How you doing? Looking, you're, looking, you're looking pretty good there. Say, you know what? Uh, your position is waiting on you if you want to come back. I told him his name was Charlie May. I said, Mr. May, God's given me a position. I'm trusting God. Can we say hallelujah? Thank you, Jesus. I had preachers on the job who would tell me, yeah, man, I'm going to do the same thing once I get me a six flat. Once I get me a 12-unit building, huh? I said, well, you know what? God just told me to walk. Huh? Let me tell you what happened. Huh? Praise God. I hadn't been gone six months. Huh? The building right next door to the church, huh? an elderly woman used to live in there. Huh? And we, we kind of just, she didn't really want to come to the church, but we just kind of, you know, check on her. We'd see her come in and out, praise God. Notice we hadn't seen her, so we knocked on the door. We don't know what was happening. But about a week after, we saw a gentleman come out the house, and he saw me, praise God. He said, excuse me, are you the uh, reverend of the church? I said, well, yeah, I'm the pastor. He said, well, you know, my aunt, my, my aunt used to live here. She passed away. I said, you know what? I know we hadn't seen her. Make a long story short, he told me, the house is for sale. Do I have anybody in the church who wants to buy it? I said, I'll ask. Well, nobody wanted to buy the house. So I said, well, how much are you asking? Praise God. I said, I, I thought right then, I said, Lord, we can't afford it. it, it Mother, it would be nice to have it because it's right next door. But that's too much money. So he put the for sale sign out there. Praise God. The wind would come. Knock it over. It would fade. They put another sign out. I don't know, about eight or nine months later, I, 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 I drove up. He said, hey, excuse me. I think my aunt would have wanted you to have this place. I tell you what, if we can work something out where we'll make it very affordable for you, would you be willing? I said, well, you know, I'll pray about it because right now we're doing all we can to manage. We have it, but it depends on the numbers, and I'll pray. 
And sure enough, praise God, the house ended up being ours free and clear, totally, within two years. And the payment was less than our light bill in the church. Y'all don't want to help me in here. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. And what am I trying to say, somebody? Uh, when he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, uh, and all these things uh, will be added. What he wants us to know is... Uh, there's nothing wrong with the things. Uh, he just wants us to get them from the right realm. Uh, are you hearing me? Uh, too many times uh, people say, uh, hallelujah. Uh, once again, I want to be healed. Uh, but you know what the Lord said? Seek my love. Uh, seek my joy. Uh, seek my peace. Uh, seek my long suffering. Uh, the next thing I know, healing came. Uh, I said, Lord, uh, hallelujah. Don't heal me. Uh, start up the gift of healing on me uh, that someone else uh, might be healed. Uh, I started praying for people. Uh, they were getting healed. I was still in pain. Uh, but once a time, uh, once when the fullness of time uh, was come, uh, all of a sudden, uh, one day in service, uh, I begun to feel a heat. Uh, hallelujah. Come over my body. Uh, and where I was having this pain, uh, thank you, Jesus, uh, I knew. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, God had helped me uh, to cross over uh, somebody in here. Uh, amen. We got to get in the spirit uh, and not go out. Uh, we got to get in the spirit uh, and abide in the spirit. Uh, the Bible said, if ye uh, abide in me uh, and my word abide in you, uh, now you can ask. Uh, but if you're asking uh, and you're over here uh, where you can sense everything, uh, you're asking uh, only based upon circumstances. Uh, hallelujah. I can't do nothing for you. Uh, but if you get your eyes, uh, hallelujah, up in the hills, uh, somebody said, I'll lift uh, up my eyes uh, unto the hills uh, from which cometh my help. Uh, my help uh, only comes from the Lord. Uh, not seeking for help, uh, but seeking the Lord. Uh, going after the Lord. Uh, Lord, I just want more of you. Uh, how many know everything you need uh, is in the Lord? Uh, everything you desire uh, is in the Lord. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, who or what? Are you after? Uh, are you after God? Uh, or are you after the benefits? Uh, I'm here to tell somebody. Uh, amen. If you go after the benefits, uh, God is going to step back. Uh, but if you seek God, uh, he said, praise God, uh, the earth is the Lord's, uh, the fullness of uh, the world, uh, and they who dwell therein. Uh, what do you mean? Everything we need. Uh, hallelujah. God wants the glory. Uh, everything we desire. Uh, amen. He say he'll withhold uh, no good thing uh, from those uh, who walk up rightly. Uh, are we willing to get it from him? Uh, are we willing to do it his way? Can we say hallelujah? When we're only after the things of this life, we really Tell God, it's not about you, the creator. I'm caught up in your creation. 
and I want to enjoy your creation. But the Bible says he gives us richly all things to enjoy. He just wants us, you know, can you imagine this? Imagine your child who comes in the house with new stuff. They ain't got no job. Stuff that you're preparing to get for them. And they tell you, look what I got. Oh, where you get that, my friend? It's not long before now you're going to check that friend. But also, it's not long before you're going to say, you, you know something? Since you can do this on your own, you got your own contact, maybe it's time for you to get on, get on up out of here. Because I don't know your sources, and I don't need the wrong element knocking on my door. I'm in here by myself. See, when we try to get it on our own, we're telling God, God, I got my own connection. I got my own means. I don't need you. Hallelujah. God, God, God wants to be the one who can say, look at what I did for my child. Oh, y'all don't want to help me in here. Your child ought to give that testimony. Amen. I thank and praise God. Because I got good grades. My parents got me a car so I can get to college or whatever. Y'all don't want to talk to me in here. Who or what are we after? Are we after the things of the spirit? Because when we get after the things of the Spirit, believe me, praise God, our thoughts are going to change. And we're going to find out in seeking the things of the Spirit, this, I'll tell you this, in seeking the things of the Spirit, you're going to get rid of what you call a prayer list. The Spirit don't deal with prayer lists. It don't mean that you don't have desires. But let them remain in your heart. He said, delight thyself, huh? Delight thyself also in me, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. What should be foremost is, as an example, the Bible says, walk in the spirit. and You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You can need A new roof put on the house. I challenge you to go to God and talk to him about your love. To seek him that the fruit of love is where it needs to be in my life, Lord. God knows the roof is leaking. You remember what he said about the sparrow? He said, God knows you have need of all these things. But am I seeking the spiritual things? Am I really inclined? Praise God. Look, look, if you're worried about stuff, then you need to really be praying about peace. Not about the stuff you're worried about. Because peace is a fruit of the spirit. 
Lord, child, I'm word to death. Lord, Lord, you see, you see what's going on. Lord, Lord, Lord. And Lord says, why don't you pray for peace? In other words, Lord, I don't need you to fix this problem. Lord, I need you to just give me your peace. Let me get into and stay with bide in your peace. Hallelujah, praise God. Lord, let me have your joy because your joy will be there. Hallelujah, I can rejoice in you whether there's music or there's no music. I can be in my home by myself, but the joy, hallelujah, amen, is just exuding and giving me strength. I don't need a drummer. I don't need a bass player. All I need is you to give me joy. these things he says I know about all these things but, but, but he said don't take no thought for them allow me to think we have one brain some of us have two or even more minds well the Bible says the carnal mind is enmity huh the spiritual mind is life and peace. Are you hearing me? That's, that can go on in one person. That's why James said a double-minded man. Y'all don't want to help me in here. The question is, which realm are you operating in? See, because the carnal mind connects the flesh to the soul. The spirit mind connects the soul to the spirit. If I'm in the carnal mind, I don't know what's going on over here in the spirit. And that's why when you got natural needs, one of the first order of businesses I discovered is to withdraw yourself from them, even though they're hurting you, even though they're, praise God, creating this mammoth distraction that has you consumed. You need to say, Lord, consume me. Consume me with, amen, your meekness. Consume me with your gentleness. Help me to show compassion. Help me, oh God, to be loving. Somebody say, what's that got to do with my bank account being empty? Everything. Because when he says, seek ye first the kingdom, he means that. All these things will be added. What things? Whatever it is you have need of. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But the only way I can access them is by separating my focus from them. The things that, that, that are needed in the natural have just about, you've got to almost say that they don't matter. They don't matter. Lord, the only thing that matters is you. And guess what happens? You end up like Solomon. Solomon said, Lord, I just need wisdom to lead such a greater people. Lord, that's all that I need. God said, what? 
What? Is that what you're really seeking? Y'all don't want to help me in here. Well, if you really are focused on that, I'm going to grant that. You want to know why? Because that's the right realm. But because I'm God, hallelujah, and I see your heart is in the right place, amen, I'm going to bring all these other things. Now, the difference between us and Solomon is that we're living in a different dispensation. We're living in an age now where the human spirit can bear witness with his spirit. And what, I, what am I saying, praise God? Because our human spirit can bear witness with his spirit, we have access to that which can infuse our human spirit with the ability to handle the blessing so that the blessing doesn't cause us to move to the wrong realm. The Bible said, he is my keeper. Now unto him that is able to keep thee from falling. It just don't mean falling into sin. Falling into the wrong realm. Which can lead you to sin. Can we say hallelujah? God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. We thank God for all that he's doing here. In AFC, we thank God for this great pre-convention service and the great convention you are about to enter into. Praise God. We're excited and thankful for having been invited to be the speaker. And we're trusting, praise God, that you'll continue in the spirit realm, praise God, where you allow him to increase you with might by his spirit in the inner man. Praise God. The inner man is your spirit. Praise God. Let your spirit man be developed so that it can handle the things of the Holy Spirit. Are we in here? Praise God. And that you can hold fast and remain focused in every situation, in every circumstance. One of the greatest lies, praise God, that I was ever told was that you know ain't nobody always in the spirit because people don't understand the spirit. What they, when they say that, they're saying that everybody's not always in the spirit. What they're talking about is everybody's not always caught up in the soul because that's normally what they're talking about. It's the emotion, the, 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 the hype. But the Bible would never tell us to be carnally minded as death if I have the option of going back and forth. Huh? Somebody said, well, you know, praise God, ain't nobody always in the spirit. You know, every once in a while, no, 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 no. That, that's not what God is saying. See, being in the spirit means that I am sensitive to my makeup. I recognize if this is just my emotion, my feelings, or if my flesh which is supposed to be mortified. The old man's crucified. My flesh is really supposed to be mortified. But this is, this, is this my flesh trying to resurrect? Praise the Lord. May God bless you. Walk in the spirit. In Jesus' name.
Come on in, put your hand.